There are lots of different ways to control energy and to capture benefits and to analyze this at a facility level. And often those ways have to be developed at the facility in collaboration with the people running the facility, people running the business operations. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition hosted by Smart Energy Decisions founder, John Fiella. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, John digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Welcome back to Smart Energy Voices. I'm John Faella, founder of Smart Energy Decisions. If you've been enjoying these conversations, please take three minutes to leave us a review on iTunes. Based on the findings of our 2021 State of Distributed Energy Resources study, it's clear that energy-savvy companies are using distributed energy resources to their benefit. But the question is, are they optimizing their energy in the process with a total energy management approach? At our recent Distributed Energy Forum, I sat down with Doug Sansom, Managing Director of Distributed Energy Resources at NRG Energy, for a discussion on the tools that customers need to take control of their total energy management strategy. Here's my conversation with Doug. Doug, you've been on the SED virtual event keynote stage before, so so let me welcome you once again. Always great to have you with us. For those attending and and watching that haven't had a chance to meet meet you before, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your current role at NRG? Thank you, John. It's always great to be back with SED at these conferences. I learned so much from listening to the other speakers, and, and hopefully I can add some value to everybody listening today. Hi, everybody. I'm Doug Sansom. I'm the Managing Director for Distributed Energy Resources at NRG Energy Incorporated. We have a full-time 24-7 network operations center up in Buffalo that manages literally hundreds, if not thousands, of events in a given year. We currently control several, a couple of gigawatts worth of load across the United States, working in five very specific markets, New York, PJM, New England, ERCOT, and of course, California. Thanks, Doug. You know, NRG has been a great research partner with Smart Energy Decisions. And tomorrow we'll be reviewing the results of the 2021 State of Distributed Energy Resources Survey, which you've now partnered with us for two consecutive years. I know you've had a chance, obviously, to review the data. Give me a sense for anything that stood out to you from the results in the survey. Thanks, John. Again, it was an interesting survey opportunity to be part of this. It's very insightful to get feedback from the companies that are responding to the survey to really understand what's important to them. And like last year, there were a couple of data points from the 21 Distributed Energy Resource Survey that really stand out to me. Like last year, over 70% of the respondents to the survey expressed medium or high interest in deploying distributed energy resources. So DERs, as we define them, are assets behind the utility meter 
that would allow the facility to disconnect from the grid or perhaps disconnect some of their load from the grid so they can support themselves, just as a quick definition, because there are many definitions on this. Also, another point is that almost two-thirds of respondents use a DER today to offset up to one-third of the load of their business. They may not use it all the time, but there are situations where they use their assets to offset at least a third, which is pretty substantial when you think for this from a cost basis or from a load basis. And then finally, 90% of respondents to the 21 DER survey either have a total energy management program in place or they were interested in learning about one. And of course, that's where NRG excels, is in understanding a total energy management strategy. Well, it's been interesting to see how the results have evolved over time, Doug. And based on the results in this year's survey, it's it's clear that energy savvy customers are using DERs to their benefit. The great majority of customers that have deployed DERs have actually quantified the benefits that they've received, which I, I think is a fascinating finding of the of the survey. But I guess my question to you is, are they optimizing their energy in the process with a total energy management strategy? I'm really intrigued by this notion of total energy management. John, that's a great question. And usually, typically, I should say, companies will manage multiple energy vendors to provide their power, their gas, perhaps manage a distributed energy resource and asset behind the utility meter and even demand response. So it's potential to have as many as five or more different vendors involved in a company at a facility location to do all this. Each vendor, of course, may have some local advantages and that they've got a local team there to, to actually see things through for the, the facility in question, but they also have very different objectives. A local generator distributor, for example, would have a very different objective than, say, the power provider supplier for the, for the facility or some of the other vendors that might be involved in helping the facility hedge their, their overall energy demands and manage their overall energy program. A total energy management concept is all about bringing all this together under one vendor so that you've got common objectives, common alignment to achieve the goals that the facility and the company is trying to achieve. Because after all, energy is not just providing energy for the facility. Of course, that's a big piece of it for sure. But there's also sustainability objectives. There can also be reliability objectives and even economic objectives involved in terms of participating in local programs that the facility can actually monetize some of the assets behind the meter. So all this has to come together. Otherwise, the facility is dealing with multiple vendors, each with different objectives. And you can see how confusing that can be. Yeah. Well, certainly from a responsiveness and flexibility standpoint, it seems if you have one key partner who's helping you with this total energy management scheme, that's something that's going to help you be, be more effective. But how does it impact the issue of control? Because what, what I hear day in and day out in talking to large customers, whether they be commercial or industrial or higher ed or even cities for that matter, they're looking to optimize their, their energy strategy and, and, and their energy program with tools that give them more control. What do you think is, is behind this drive to get more control? What's your, what's your take on that 
motivation on the part of large large customers? Yeah, uh, another great question, John. And it, it really gets down to I think everybody wants the best deal. Everybody wants the best options for pricing and the best supply options, the best resources behind the meter that will fit their budget and deliver their reliability, sustainability, even their economic goals that they're trying to achieve with local programs. And of course, they want to be in the right demand response programs that fit with their operations. So everybody wants the best deal. But again, if you're dealing with multiple vendors, it gets to be very difficult because each one will want to optimize it for their particular part of the the management strategy and not look at the overall strategy. Otherwise, they're giving up something for somebody else's, another company's benefit. So this gets to be very interesting. Companies then want tools. They want to be able to see the bigger picture. They want to understand the impact on one decision on their total energy management strategy. What's the total impact? What's the total cost to them? For example, you wouldn't sign up for a particular supplier or or install an asset or even sign up for a demand response program if somehow it impacted your operations in such a way that actually cost you more than what you thought you were getting out of it. So that's really got to understand things like one access to load monitoring equipment so they can see what's happening with their load profile. They want an avoided cost analysis to gauge the value of investing in assets behind the meter. They want to understand avoided emissions analysis to measure the sustainability benefits of demand response. And finally, they want to be able to convert that energy data into business rules that will help them achieve that optimization goal. Not easy stuff. And again, it's very difficult if you've got multiple vendors actually doing this. Companies also want market intelligence. They want to understand what's coming down the road, what changes in their local transmission zone, in their their local ISO or RTO. How are the regulators changing the way energy is offered and the way energy is priced? They want the responsive dispatch using business-based rules so that they can get the benefits that they thought they were going to get on paper. And finally, they want good measurement and verification to quantify those cost and benefit metrics. It would be fascinating to see what you've just outlined in the form of a schematic or, or a graphic because you've really you've really described the total picture, Doug. I, I mean, customers want choices, right? They want options for supply. They want options for their DERs. This notion of avoided emissions from a demand response program, that's a very interesting concept that I frankly haven't heard much about. And I think that's going to become more and more important in in the future. And then the piece on intelligence, I mean, the demand for data, you really can't manage things unless you could measure them. And the demand for intelligence and data is is just growing by the day. So I, I, I think your take on those drivers behind the customer's desire for control are right on. So there's a high level of interest in total energy management. Let's talk a little more about that. And, and it's fine if we take some time on this topic. Based on your experience working with customers that have successfully deployed total energy management, what's a proven approach that you've seen someone take or multiple customers take that kind of put them in control of optimizing their energy strategy? Yeah, it's it's interesting. If you think about all the things 
we just spoke about, they go into a total energy management program. Look, I'm using my hands. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm an engineer. I want a whiteboard and dry erase markers to draw out all the different relationships. So I'll, I'll try to refrain from that. But it really does start with some very basic things, getting all the vendors that are providing services to a location on the same page. Now, it's possible with multiple vendors, but I would also argue it's a lot easier if you have less vendors. So reducing the number of vendors that are providing energy services, whether it's supply or you know assets behind a meter or demand response, bringing all that together so that you can integrate your plans from the facility into what you want from, the, from a vendor, a single vendor would be a lot easier to talk to. It's just easier to resolve objectives and make sure everybody's aligned, right? That's just common sense, I think. The other part of this is that to gain insight into how energy is impacting operations today. Very simplistic example, if you're running your, your plant operations at a time, at a peak time when demand and pricing is the highest, you should probably know that, right? You may want to, may want to change your hours of operation. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there are other compelling business reasons why you have to run during those specific hours, but you kind of have to have that market insight, that market intelligence to know those things and be able to plan ahead. And there's day ahead information available for pricing. And of course, a large enough vendor with the, all the experience on both the curtailment side and the supply side can provide that kind of information so that the facility can operate smartly. Do the contracts, for example, manage risk for the facility that's consistent with the business? Do your suppliers help you avoid those intermittent price spikes? Do they warn you about those things? Do they understand the relationship between a price spike and what it costs to not run at that time, that avoided cost dynamic and analysis I spoke about earlier? And finally, will the energy plan help you achieve your overall sustainability goals? Increasingly important, John, is that sustainability piece. A lot of consumers are asking companies to show them that they're green, that they're greening and help the planet. It's an important aspect of this. At the very least, at the very least, what facilities and companies ought to be thinking about is combining the supply side of the business and the curtailment side of the business. So bring supply and demand response together. Why? Because then you begin to understand how to dispatch in such a way that you're curtailing that makes the most sense to the business operation and at the same time impacting the cost of supply at that location. So very, very important to be able to do that. Really understanding the acceptable risk to the operations as well as managing the overall cost. You don't want to reduce load when the cost is much higher than the benefits. You want to reduce load when the benefits are greater than the cost to do so. And that really takes both of those pieces coming together. So if I'm out there listening to this, it seems like the simple first step that I should take if I really haven't started on this journey yet is to combine supply and curtailment planning, supply and demand response. That's, that's a good, clear and direct takeaway here. The notion of simplifying things and creating alignment by consolidating suppliers is something that I guess it's being talked about now in this industry, Doug, but in other industries I've been involved with, there is this natural cycle where when people start going for efficiency and total system management, whether it be the retail industry or now in the energy industry, 
consolidating suppliers, working with selected preferred partners who could do more for you. It's something I've seen happen in other industries, and it's fascinating to see it now kicking in to the the energy sector. So if someone moves forward with total energy management, they take that first step. They combine supply and demand response. What does what does overall success look like, Doug? Well, it's kind of funny. It may sound a little backwards, but it's possible to to lose money by going with the least cost vendors at every stage. So if you in one extreme, as we've talked about, that's typical where there are different vendors providing the assets behind the meter, the supply, the the demand response programs, et cetera, et cetera. It's possible that you get the best deal in each one of those, but because the objectives are conflicting and they're not in alignment with your overall business operations or your objectives, it's possible it could actually cost you more money. And so I would say the the simplification is a very important part of this, as well as knowledge. Understanding the impacts of your operation on energy costs, understanding where it makes sense, what's the cost benefit of operating versus not operating, and when to operate. Understanding those factors is extremely important to getting to a successful end game where you're optimizing your energy structure through a total energy management plan, as well as looking ahead to the future and how your operations might change. It takes a lot of work to get there, but it's honestly the best, most proven approach that that I would suggest. There are lots of different ways to control energy and to capture benefits and to analyze this at a facility level. And often those ways have to be developed at the facility in collaboration with the people running the facility, people running the business operations. Mm -hmm. It simply doesn't make any sense to come in with a plan and say, oh, this is it. Here's what you have to do. You really have to understand first. So seek to understand before being understood is an old saying that's been around a few years. So I would strongly suggest that. But bringing it all together by aligning the different programs with the business operations and with the overall goals for the business is really critical. And I think reducing the number of vendors is a great way to do that. And then finally, you just have to stay aware of what's happening in the markets. Sure. Because the markets can easily change. It's a highly regulated business and things can happen. It's just important to understand where that's going. Very, very important to stay on top of that. Yeah. There's another benefit for having consolidated supplier relationship, because when things do change, do you want to try to respond to those change changes working through a dozen people or working through one partner who can really press all the levers? I like the way you brought up seek to understand before being understood that my my recollection is that was Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So maybe there's a book idea, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Energy Managers. Who knows? (laughs) I'll get right on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you're busy enough, Doug. You know, you touched on so many things there that, that are interesting. Will your energy plan help optimize and achieve sustainability goals? The pursuit of emission reduction targets and sustainability goals are becoming, without question, the most powerful driver behind what everyone's doing and kind of tying demand response into getting a sense for avoided emissions from DR, kind of defining your program as it relates to helping achieve sustainability goals. 
I think those are all those are all key things that people should be thinking about. The other thought that came to mind, Doug, is is that you know reflecting back on my experience in other industries in the early two thousands when uh, technology was really booming in the retail industry, there was a flood of new applications and new types of technology that retailers could utilize. And a debate sprung up as to whether you should go kind of best in class or low price supplier in each individual tech application, or do you go with one of the ERP platforms where it was a single supplier that could kind of take care of the entire business. And what wound up happening is, I mean, the growth and boom in enterprise resource planning software for larger customers really dominated. And I often think about the parallels between decentralization of the technology industry to what's happening in the decentralization of, of, of energy. It seems to me what you're describing is that class is the start of that conversation of do we have lots of different suppliers or do we have one enterprise partner who's really helping us maximize our energy strategy? So as customers are thinking about this and they're weighing the option of implementing total energy management and doing it with one primary partner or with multiple suppliers, what you know, what thoughts would you have for those customers who are weighing the, those two fundamental options? Before I answer that, though, John, I want to I want to just back up just a minute and talk a little bit about sustainability because I don't want people to think that sustainability is only about turning things off. It's it's also about good substitution, and there are supply options out there for solar based supply or wind based supply which can help companies achieve their sustainability goals. Often the, what they're using, the source of that energy, is a big part of achieving their goals. Obviously, demand response can help as well, because if you're not using power from a grid, you, then you're reducing your, your emissions. You're avoiding emissions from the grid. And that's a big part of, of the data and analysis that we can provide for, for customers of ours as well across the United States. So there's, there's a both a sustainability comes in many forms, right? What you buy is important. How you use it is important. And of course, what you don't use is also important. I had all those different goals. You'd asked about what are the different options in trying to put a total energy management strategy in place on their own and how is this really going to work? There's a lot of trade-offs here, right? There's a trade-off in this journey. And it's a journey towards optimization. It's not something that you can just go execute tomorrow morning. As I've said up front, you got to know what's happening to your energy in your business. You got to understand how it impacts your overall cost structure. You got to know when you when you use it or don't use it. What does that mean to your overall cost structure? So there's a you really got to look at this holistically, the what, the when, <laughs> the how it's being used in order to really understand the best approach forward. And oftentimes, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of stuff to unpack at one, a single facility. So it's a journey. You may start with what resources are you using to supply power or gas to your location? Where's, where's, there, where's that originating from and what's entailed in that? Can you use a solar or wind option, for example, in, in place of, say, a coal-fired or, or natural gas-fired type of energy? So that's the, that's the what that's coming in, the when you use it, that when are there peak hours, when is there the most 
highest prices on the grid? How can you avoid those? It doesn't make sense to avoid those. Does it fit with the business plan? May or may not. I mean, that's, but that becomes a financial analysis and an operational analysis. And then finally, how you use it. Do you turn things on or you turn things off? So all that has to come together. It's very unlikely that that's all going to get created in like one short session of analysis. There's a series of things that have to happen. So getting the information together first and foremost is really important and thinking this through for each one. It's possible for companies that have large energy teams that are managing their energy. Certainly, there's been a lot of press about some of the largest companies in America or around the world that have done this. And so they hire experts to come in and do this kind of work, but that's not typical. And so for most companies, they have a choice. They can try to do this on their own, working in in concert with their teams internally, or they can bring in some outside groups to help them understand this and to help them build this total energy structure and this plan so they know what it's going to take to optimize kind of when they're going to get there and what their overall cost savings are. And they can kind of measure and verify as they go along, right? So that's a that's really a choice. It's a fundamental choice. Probably the second biggest choice after they start thinking about how they're going to get the understanding, how they're going to develop that understanding of how their energy is being used and when they're being used and so on. Third, I'd say look for an energy company with a lot of experience managing market risk. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the in, uh, buying and selling of, of energy that can create a lot of risk in the market. Most companies don't want to handle that. They don't want to create the hedge. They may want to buy a hedge. They don't want to actually go in the market and buy directly. They want somebody else to do that. And there's good reasons for that. So look for a company that's really got proven experience in managing risk. Look for an energy company that takes a very collaborative approach to understand first and foremost, what the business is at this location and how it has to operate to meet its business goals, and then help construct a plan that gives that operation options, if you will, on what supply looks like, what their DERs would look like potentially behind the meter if they don't have any, or how to use the DERs that are already there. And then finally, really, is there room there for demand response? And if so, when should that be executed and why? What's the cost benefit of that? How do you avoid the cost in such a way that you really do get a benefit? Very important questions, but you need a collaborative approach for that. Not a, not a here's a one size fits all type template. Not all programs are good for everybody, obviously. And then finally, look for an energy company that's not tied to very specific equipment. Like you have to buy this specific device from us, or you have to install this piece of software or this kinds of things. You may need those as tools, but that's probably not going to be the end all to achieve your optimization goals. Those things all have to be integrated into this total plan that starts with all the steps we've been talking about. Finally, just one word of advice is to be very flexible and be willing and open to different ideas on on how to use the energy and when to use it so that it can be adapted in such a way to really achieve your overall company's goals in managing cost structure and achieving sustainability. Flexibility is kind of key in a lot of respects, particularly as energy prices change. Um, the peak hours move throughout the day as, as supply may change, availability may change. 
And so just be flexible and be adaptable to how you can manage those changes. It should be part of the overall plan. I think those are probably the major points, John. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you've obviously thought a lot about this, Doug, because I mean, it's clear you've spent a lot of time thinking about this and your very thoughtful answers and responses to the questions kind of communicate a very clear vision of the opportunity. One thing we didn't touch on that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, and that is I'm often hearing from energy managers, they say, hey, John, you mentioned my team. I'm a team of one. (laughs) There aren't many companies that have deep teams. So I think for those companies that are a team of one or are a team of two or three people, I think this total systems approach that you're talking about where you work with a lead supplier to help you optimize how you buy, how you use, and how you conserve energy is just, it just makes a world of sense. And I think this is an idea and notion that's really going to catch on. So, Doug, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. I look forward to our continued work together and additional conversations in the future. Thank you, John, for the kind comments. It's always fun to be here on the conference. Of course, I'm available. I know you're publishing emails and contact information. If anybody listening to this would like to reach out and chat, I'm certainly available for that. Great. And I'd encourage people to do that because Doug's obviously got very, very deep knowledge and expertise on the topic. Thanks again to Doug for joining us and sharing his insights on distributed energy resources and total energy management strategies. I'd also like to thank you, our community of listeners, for listening to the podcast and being a part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and tell your colleagues and peers about it. To learn about how you can become a part of the next Smart Energy Decisions event, Click on the link in the show notes for more information. We're honored to have the opportunity to share conversations with leaders of the energy transition in this podcast, on our website, and at our events, all in the interest of helping you make smart energy decisions. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community.